Hello and welcome to Come. I want to start off the uh, show by giving a fond farewell, uh, at least in the context of a presidential candidate, to Amy Klobuchar. Amy Klobuchar has, you know, in recent uh, weeks and months, uh, on some level endeared herself to me. I mean, kind of a mad woman. Uh, if you're not familiar with her, she wasn't particularly uh, viable as a candidate, it seems. Uh, she got a, a shot. Some would say surprise. Some would say shocking. Some would say uh, rat-fucking uh, endorsement from the New York Times, uh, along with Elizabeth Warren, um, to get a, a, a joint endorsement. That's where you might, you know, if you, if you don't follow politics that closely, you might at least remember that. The two women. She's one of the two women. Uh and you know, she's kind of it's the first time I ever encountered, uh, you know, reading about Amy Klobuchar. I think it was in the Times, ironically, was an article about basically what kind of what a mad woman she was. She was a, at the as a senator at the time, uh, just throwing staplers at staff and uh, just being really abusive. And I, I'm pretty sure she demeaned them. Uh, I don't know if she did any kind of. I don't think she abused them sexually, but there might have been some kind of sexual shaming going on. Uh, probably not, but like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I mean, like you know, frat-like stuff. Like, you know, go hold this egg in your ass uh, because you didn't uh, properly proofread this bill that I'm trying to you know put put in the Senate floor. So now, go walk through the rotunda of of the Capitol building with this hard-boiled egg in your or not hard. It wouldn't be a hard-boiled egg because that would be easy, right? Because it would just be. Uh, it's soft or whatever. So you want to have a, a fresh egg. Uh, you make someone hold it in their ass. And um, is that, I mean, is this a thing? I don't know. I wasn't raised as an elite. I didn't go to an elite college. I'm not part of Skull and Bones or any kind of other fraternity. I don't know what people put in my ass for shaming purposes. You know, I don't know. Or how are they, you know, but I, I wouldn't put it past a woman, is all I'm saying. Uh, she famously. Ate a salad with a comb on an airplane, I believe, because she didn't have a fork. Uh, I don't know why the airplane didn't have a fork uh, for her. They seem to have forks usually. Um, but maybe she had a comb in her purse. And, uh, you know, some people would be disgusted to use their own comb to eat, but not Amy Klobuchar, because she is a special. Well, I don't mean that just facetiously. She's a special type of woman, especially in politics. Because, I mean, look, I mean, is it gross? She asked her staff to clean the comb after she ate, which I guess you don't want to be shoving salad dressing in your hair later on. But I find it interesting that her hair, like, I'm not saying she has lice. You know, I'm not saying that Amy Klobuchar has, like, verment uh, infestations in her hair or, you know, that she has grease, dandruff grease and. Is there dandruff grease or grease dandruff? Dandruff or grease. I think they're kind of opposites. I have dandruff. My hair is not greasy at all. That's how I know. Uh, but either one. I mean, I don't want flecks of dandruff in my soup or my salad. But, you know, Amy Klobuchar don't fuck around, I guess. Or she has immaculately clean hair, which doesn't seem like her type of, you know, her, her M.O. She's not uh, a Tulsi Gabbard type. Um, she's not like an, I'm not saying she's an ugly woman. Or she's a grotesque. I mean, look, it doesn't matter if she was. This is 2020. We can have ugly people in politics. We can have fat people in politics. We've had them 
forever. I mean, there was a we used to have them all the time, I guess. But you know, there was a time right after right after Nixon uh, took a shit debating Kennedy. Uh, he was all clammy because uh, he wasn't. Uh, you know, they say I, I'm about to repeat what's probably a, a Nixon myth because they blame it on the fact that he wasn't prepped uh, for television. Like Kennedy was a young guy. If you're not familiar with this, in 1960. Richard Nixon, who was the vice president, was running against Kennedy, ended up losing. And a lot of people attribute that, uh, a large part, um, I mean, besides uh, Sam Giancana stealing Chicago for Kennedy, but, uh, you know, also to the fact of debate performance by Nixon, because Nixon's just all clammed up, just sweating, looks like a pig, just a pig, like, you know, being, being, you know, in a kangaroo court. And, uh, you know, People say it's because he wasn't prepped, he wasn't ready. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the guy, if you listen to the Watergate tapes, uh, the guy was kind of, I mean, I don't, does anything come out about him being a drug addict? About him do, like just sh- doing blow or shoot? I mean, Kennedy was doing amphetamines all the time, and those can make you sweat. I mean, I, I, there's been plenty of times on Adderall where I've been sweating like a pig, just, you know, uh, just you know, in the middle of job interviews, just trying to explain. I remember at the morgue. Uh, the first interview I uh, went on. Uh, so here's, here's the thing about the, with the morgue. I mean, uh, you got to understand, it's like a county job. What well, is a county job? And you have to, you know, basically um, take a test, first of all. And the test, in this case, was, it was a civil service test, but it was photography specific. And, uh, yeah, I knew my, my stuff pretty well. So I did, uh, I didn't, I wasn't have a top score, but I was like in the top three or four people. Um, so they, they went through some people first. I had to wait a couple years. And like they'll bring you in for an interview, and then you don't hear anything for six months. And then uh, so I basically I think I went to three different interviews. And the first one, and I didn't know, know any better at the time. I had to meet with the head of the crime lab, which is not part of the medical examiner's office where I worked. It's in the same building, but like different wings. The crime lab, like you know, they run like you know they want to do, like run tests on drugs, I guess, and you know, run guns for, like, you know, ballistics. And they were closer with the cops. They're not, you know, directly part of the cops. But uh, I had to meet with the head, you know, the head of the crime lab, which is just because pe- I found out later, it was just because people were on vacation. And instead of just rescheduling, like, uh, normal people, they decided to have a guy who I would never work with. I mean, I would see him sometimes at, like, Christmas parties and, uh, you know, and, we, and we'd say hello. Uh, over the course of you know the three or four years I was there, I th- this is the guy who like, I, I I mean I assume uh, he knew that I was supposed to be a photographer. I don't know if he thought I was just a janitor, but uh, the point, the reason I'm bringing up the story is that uh, I was sweaty and look, I guess I sweat when I'm nervous a bit, you know, I, I, maybe, but uh, I I also probably took some Adderall before. Um, you know, why not? It's, it's an important thing. You want to be on your best, uh, put your best foot forward. So why not have mounds of sweat dripping off your forehead and, and, and going through your shirt? Because keep in mind, I was working at uh, a potato bread warehouse at the time. So I wasn't used to wearing like, and you know, still not used to wearing dress shirts with like ties um, all bound up. You know, and tucked in. I mean, even when I did photography, like wedding photography, I wouldn't wear a tie. I mean, I I wore ties growing up as a kid. But I'm saying, there's a level you're not you like. You should go be able to go to a job interview. That's what they don't want. But you should just be able to go in your normal clothes. And like, 
and some people do. You got to play power moves because they, they put you on the back foot by making you like, I mean, I, I wore a goddamn shirt and tie to a McDonald's interview. And the guy kind of called me out. Um, I think I, you know, put DECA on my application, which uh, I wasn't a lie, technically. Because I had gone, if you know, DECA is like a business class in high school, uh, not business, a business club. And you do like business, mock business stuff. I don't really know. I went to one meeting. Uh, it wasn't for me. Um, so you know, I, I, I went to like a Catholic school that I got kicked out of eventually. So I had to like take a bus. Uh, I couldn't walk home. So like you basically, there's a late bus. So like I'm not going to stay two and a half hours after school every day to like, you know, do mock marketing meetings and try to pitch, you know, asbestos, but like rebranded. Um, I, mean, God, I wish I did this now. I mean, if I go, if I can go back, I wouldn't like fuck the hot girl or like be one of the popular kids. I would just be part of DECA and just like do really good pitches for like, you know, toxic materials, different, you know, different kinds of uh, pesticides. that will end up giving people cancer because that's what business is. I mean, if they didn't go for it, which I don't know, maybe they do. I, I'd love to know. But I would have been so good at this. I mean, they probably wouldn't have, uh, especially in my school, gone for it. But I mean, that would, I mean, they should really scout kids for, to see who's trying to be duplicitous in DECA. But anyway, I put DECA on my application, and the guy was like, oh, I was in DECA, the guy at McDonald's. I mean, obviously, oh, what am I going to say? He's making more money than I was. So uh, I was going to shit on the fact, obviously, he did well, but I mean, he was a manager. Someone believed in him. So, I mean, I don't know if I'm in a position, uh, maybe after, uh, you know, after. 20 some odd years or whatever maybe i'm in a position to look down on him not for his job but just you know whatever i mean but the point is but at the time no he was uh no one was gonna make me a manager when i was 15 or 16 uh i mean i was sweating profusely and you know and i was you know marginally misleading people about deca so i i don't but the point is it didn't really lead to a fortune 500 company for him um what, where do we go? That's the charm of the show is the tangents. But we're talking about, it was Klobuchar. But, um, oh, so, you know, I'm at the morgue. I'm just sweating profusely at this guy. And, he, and, and, he, and I'm answering questions. I'm doing all right, I think. Um, but he's like, uh, oh, you're sweating a lot. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm just, uh, I just sweat a lot. Like, are you nervous? Like, no, I just sweat a lot. And I kept repeating this to them, uh, to him. Um, and they're like, oh, it's okay. My son sweats constantly which i thought was an odd admission i mean it was a nice warm thing to do to try to make me feel better uh it'd be funny if it was like, my, son, my son's a crackhead he sweats all the time so you're not getting the job which i didn't at the time um then i, I mean i went to two different interviews i think i then I, eventually i met with the chief medical examiner which is more appropriate because i was directly under her uh and she called out the sweating and i again said i'm not nervous i just sweat a lot I don't think they be, they didn't even try to make me feel better. I don't think they believed me. They probably thought I was on you know drugs. I mean, it was prescribed medication, but uh, you should be able to like you know wear one of those bracelets that you know that says like, hey, this guy will sweat all the time, and it's just an official thing. Um, so my point is, how does that relate to Klobuchar? Um, she was a beast of a woman. Um. How did we get onto the sweating? And I believe, oh, because she sweat all the time. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, she's not the kind of person 
that you would have groomed to be president, right? Like, she's not an unattractive person, or some people, like, you know, douchey guys will say she's, oh, ugly. She's plain, and she's a normal woman. What do you want to tell you? Uh, a maniac, an aggressive maniac, but a normal woman. And, uh, you know, but she's, she's just kind of, no one's, no one's putting on the cover of a magazine unless she makes a trade deal with Iraq or something. So I, I wonder who, like, groomed her. Because you Tulsi Gabbard, you see. Uh, not that anyone really did a good job grooming her. But, you know, Pete Buttigieg uh, groomed. I mean, you know, by the CIA, but still, he's a good-looking guy. Um, he's gay, which is good now. Uh, plays in this day and age. Um, you know, he, he went to Afghanistan or whatever and pretended to kill people when he was really just hiding in an intelligence bunker, probably. I don't know for sure, but, I mean, you know, but we do. We probably, you know, this guy wasn't out there like animal mother in full metal jacket. And uh, so the point is... <sighs> Klobuchar. I mean, she ended up charming me with just the, the, the mania of her. I mean, there was one point in one of, the, one of the last debates when they were asking about guns and, sh and like, you know, gun control and, you know, they're trying to pin Bernie on being like a gun guy because, you know, he's from Vermont, there's people like guns. And, you know, I'm sure over the years he, you know, had to. You pick your priorities, and you know those people. They don't, they don't want you taking away their assault rifle or even their like hunting rifle. So uh, he didn't make it a, a big deal, and he probably voted for some gun stuff. And he had to defend himself. Like, ah, I actually have a D minus from the NRA. You know, whatever, dude. Um, it's fine. But Amy, her uh, entire argument was that you know she's from. We should put someone in charge who's from the place where they have the guns and knows these people. Because, uh, almost quote, I'm, gonna I'm probably getting a little bit wrong, but quote, I'm not going to hurt my Uncle Dick in the deer blind, which is amazing. It's an amazing, I'm not going to hurt my Uncle Dick in the deer blind. I mean, if it's not orchestrated, she's a gem. And if it is, that's still great. Like, you got to understand, there's a lack of talent out there in politics. It's really surprising. Uh, when you see the duds they put up here uh, every four years on both sides, I mean, you look at Trump, and as much as he was an ascendant figure of this new uh, zeitgeist, um, you know, kind of marshalling the uh, and harnessing the the dis discontent of the working white working class who feel like they got left behind, all that, yeah, it's all, it's all that's true. But also, they put a lot of real duds against him. Jeb Bush, uh, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz. Who's voting for these people? I mean, I, I don't understand why they can't seem to just have a decent supply of like fairly attractive people with decent families that like can speak with some kind of energy. I mean... Do you, who's, how did Ted Cruz even get into, I mean, I get Mitch McConnell, because that guy's older, unless he's just, I mean, is Mitch McConnell older, or does he have some disease? Is he 40, and he just looks like a, like, we, we use the word reptilian all the time. A lot of people have been saying Bloomberg's a reptilian, and, you know, and no, look, we don't mean it literally by anyone, but, I mean, I mean, unless you're David Icke, and then, you know, you do, but, you know, but, 
yeah, he, 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 Bloomberg fits the bill as far as, you know, yeah, he's just this like waspy, well, he's Jewish, I guess, but, you know, he's one of those waspyish Jews, you know, who like, he's Jewish, but like, he's just, he, he has this kind of cold blooded, just kind of the same way, you know, these, uh, I mean, much like George H.W. Bush, just kind of his like analytical, uh, but no charm, no soul. Um, and, but McConnell's like a fucking actual like like lizard like a like a, like his his eyes just set in and his cheeks I don't know um, but like that guy I mean I'm assuming he's older and like he kind of got in under the uh, under the under the uh, whatever before the deadline we had to be hot because even you know we talked about, you know about the whole Nixon thing but he he's. I, I don't know. At, at some point, it was okay to be a little more gross. I mean, the 70s, if you look at the movies, and I, and I like this. I mean, I think it's better. I mean, you watch a lot of these movies from the 70s and even the 80s, and just people were just, like, more normal-looking. They were a little more, like, no, they weren't all hot. I mean, there's something just gross about everyone being hot. It's just, like, it's just artificial. It doesn't feel like you're in a real world. And, uh, but McCann, I mean, mm. so the point is, she's not that bad. Oh, no, but what? I don't know why they can't get these people. They can't get a supply of like decent looking, you know, like Kennedy wasn't like that hot. People talk about him like he was fucking George Clooney. He was like kind of a weird looking guy, but like basically attractive. And uh, I guess was he, did he have good game? I mean, Marilyn Rowe was fucking him and she was fucking his brother. They're both kind of weird looking. Um, I wish Lucy was here next to me. So I, could, I could get her read on this, but uh but they seem like they're, they're held in esteem as being these attractive guys. I think they're kind of weird looking, but you know, they got power. So they're fucking Marilyn Monroe. And they end up, you know, poisoning her because she knew too much or some shit. Uh, give, you know, forcing pills down her throat. I mean, who knows? Maybe they were drugging her before, too. The point is, though, is that they, they just can't get like Obama shouldn't be the unicorn that he was. I mean, forget the fact that he's black. And that was, a, you know, as far as like, you know, for the Democratic Party and being diverse, it was, you know, a big asset. I mean, at the time, they thought it could be a liability. I mean, it was, everyone was saying that, you know, America might not be ready, whatever. But he was an like, attractive guy, great speaker, all this shit. Like, but that shouldn't be that hard. Like, you can't just go to, like, not quite, like, fail, like, you know, completely destitute, destitute actors, but, like, like, what about Jason Priestley? Like from 90210, right? Because Luke Perry's dead. Because I'd say Luke Perry. But Jason, Jason Priest is probably better because he's a little more. I mean, they're both pretty attractive guys, but I think Luke Perry was a little more, uh, you know, teen bop cover of the magazine, slick. Like, you know, Jason Priest, he was a little more. Where, like, as he went, when he became. I mean, what's he look like now? I can, you know, 45. I mean, what's he look like? I could look it up, but I won't. I'm sure he looks great. I think I saw him in something like 10 years ago. I mean, you, you can't get that guy. That guy can read lines. I mean, you can't, get, you can't teach that guy to talk about, you know, the need for a, a stable healthcare system or whatever. Like these people, like, what is Joe Biden saying? What is Bloomberg saying? I mean, yeah, Bernie's got his whole fucking thing going on, but he's, he's an outlier. But I mean, most of these people aren't like talking policy. Like they're not wonks. I mean, they have, like, people coaching them, and they have people ramming stuff down their throats. But, like, they're not, like, particularly good in their field. We watch them on debates. They're not, like, experts on any of this. They're, like, they know the broad strokes. And uh, 
they'll say they're experts because like, oh, we wear to work on this bill. But they have their own people. Like they have this staff in the Senate and, the, and then even as Congress people who like act and who work with the lobbyists usually. And in, 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 the, in the worst case, well, in the normal case, in the best case, maybe you got like guys like Barney Frank and uh, Dodd. What was Dodd's first name? Dodd Frank. But, you know, like, I'm sure they, they know a bit. They know enough to get angry about the banking system. But I don't think they're writing all the fucking... They're not writing the goddamn, like, laws. They have, like, a staff for that. And they, they know... They, they keep abreast of it. But, like, you know, they don't, you don't... Jason Priestley could pull this off. He could be this guy. And you have a plethora of that. I mean, Kevin Sorbo. Is he American? I don't know. Why not Kevin Sorbo? I think mean, the guy who played Hercules on a TV show, I think he'd be great. Um, if Robert Downey Jr. hadn't have had that great comeback with the MCU, the Marvel movies, and was playing Iron Man, he would have been a great guy. I mean, someone like that. But there's guys like that who have, I mean, Mickey Rourke. I mean, he might be a little bit you know, much, but uh, get Jason Schwartzman. I mean, Jason Schwartzman, I loved Rushmore. I love Slackers. Watch he, I mean, Bored to Death was a great show. But, you know, lately, what's he been? I'm sure he'll pop up in Wes Anderson movies and like a few. But like, what's it? What are his days like? I met him once. Uh, he was in that band Phantom Planet. Again, they're not setting the world on fire. I like the first album. Now, when I go back, it's not for me as much. They had a California song. California. It was nice. It was fun. It was the early 2000s. Point is. Get Jason Schwartzman to run for Congress and then eventually president. Like, get some people in the goddamn system. Why are we like, but, you know, we have what we have at the moment. And Klobuchar, uh, just a maniac. And, and I loved her. Um, I wouldn't have voted for her for president, but I might have. Yeah, I, I wouldn't admit to it, probably. But I might. She, vice president, phenomenal. I mean, if, if Biden ends up winning and picks Klobuchar as his VP, that'll be a lot of fun. Because you got a brain-dead guy on the top and just... A, 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 a pretty aggressive, uh, if we believe these stories, um, just batshit crazy Midwestern woman. Just, I mean, if she's the one running the shot, like if, if we just parallel it to the George W. Bush administration and she's the Cheney, oh, that's phenomenal. I mean, that'd be amazing. What, I mean, what is Klobuchar going to invade? I mean, is she going to orchestrate the invasion of like Australia? Uh, and just and just like start massacring kangaroos. I mean, I, I I think she might. I mean, she. What like what even happens in the Midwest? What are these people like? Are these people kind of like Russians? You'd think they'd be like Russian. I mean, I guess it's not as cold as Russia, but it's pretty cold, right? People talk about the Midwest is all folksy, but Russia is cold. Um, and it's not folksy. Those people are hard. They're hard, brutal people, and uh, I don't really. I guess it gets colder. I mean, Siberia. I'm sure there's parts of Russia that are similar to, to North Dakota. Is that part of the Midwest? I think it is, right? Or is that considered North? I don't even know. What the, I don't know anything about geography. I assume. I mean, she has that kind of all shucks, Fargo-y kind of vibe. Not as hard as Fargo, but like, hey, I love me. My Uncle Dick and the Dick Blind. Whatever the fuck. So, uh, she might, maybe she'll invade Russia, but not, you know, just because she wants to, like, you know, go skiing more. They ski in Russia again. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem you don't hear a lot about skiing in Russia. It's a big wintry place. I'm sure they have mountains. That's the problem. They don't even, that's why they're so hard. It, I mean, it's cold as shit. But like, they don't even really take advantage of. I mean, I'm saying that they probably do ski all the time. They're probably the best skiers in the world. Um, 
And I'm just like, I don't ever ski. I don't know anything. I mean, I know they play hockey well. There, there, there were. I mean, the, the the Soviet hockey team was a uh, one of the greatest sports teams probably in history. I mean, they were. You know, um, you know this. They've been they've been playing movies about this. But um, yeah, I mean, Klobuchar. I mean, if not VP, I mean, Secretary of uh, Defense, maybe, because that's really what we want. We want her just dropping the hammer around the world. Um, she won't need nukes. I feel like she'll just threaten to like, we're gonna bomb a, we're gonna bomb your McDonald's, we're gonna bomb your uh, your Hardee's and your and your Carl. But you know they have Hardee's internationally. I mean, they probably have to. She'll probably say we're gonna bomb your Hardee's and then like on TV to like, you know, France or something or like to to Norway, or, like over over some kind of weird tariff thing. Which she shouldn't even be involved with. That's nothing to do with defense. But she'll just call impromptu press conferences, and she'll, you know, start threatening to like bomb things that aren't even in their country. Um, well, bomb your Hardies, and, they'll, and they'll, the generals will come to her um, and say, "Ma'am, Madam uh, Secretary, we they don't have Hardies. We we looked uh, into it. We we tried to do some reconnaissance and find some Hardies that we could bomb for you. They don't have it in uh, Norway. They have." McDonald's, would you like to do that? And then she'll throw a stapler at the general, but ultimately agree. Um, I mean, it'd be great. I, oh my god, I'd love to. Cause, you know, and she'll get something probably because you know um, she did the from the establishment point of view did the right thing. She uh, she fell in line. Um, on, I believe on Super Tuesday. I think Buttigieg did on Sun on the Sunday, and I don't. Point is, by, by Super Tuesday, she she and Buttigieg had dropped out, and uh, so she, and endorsed Joe Biden, which yeah, obviously picked this you know rotting. I mean, I used to love Joe Biden. I mean, I lo- I'm probably talking about this before, but I loved how he used to threaten to beat up Trump behind the, the behind the school behind the gym. What the hell is, I mean, I love the corn pop. I mean, the corn. If you haven't seen the corn pop video, go, just go YouTube Joe Biden corn pop. It's amazing. Um, it's just, I mean, I should do a Patreon episode where I just break it down, uh, like, you know, like, you know, playing the thing and break it. It's just, there's too, there's too much to talk about, but he's basically recounting the story of how he worked at a pool when he was like 20 in some inner city and some black guy didn't, you know, and he's describing it as a, I mean, I don't want to paraphrase, but like almost racist, um, or or def or definitely racist. I mean, uh, but this t- this black tough this tough guy, a real street guy, uh, wanted to like stab him, um, because he wouldn't let him dive in the pool or some shit. Or he was running in the pool. I mean, he's describing like the sand lot, and then but then saying he's gonna get stabbed by by this black gentleman who. So the mechanic at the pool or something, or the maintenance guy gave him some chain to wrap around his hand. It's an insane story, and it should disqualify him from. Uh, even being able to sign a contract, he should ha- he should have, you know, he should be able to be declared uh, unfit to like you know what, what's that term, but you know he should be institutionalized for telling this story. But uh, it should definitely disqualify being president. But you know, it, apparently uh, he's the best bet for the DNC because they hate Bernie. They just hate him. Um, I mean, look, I'm not. I like Bernie a lot. I'm probably gonna vote for him. Um, but yeah, I'm openly skeptical about whether or not he can get it done. I think he's got integrity to really get it done. I'm honestly surprised how afraid they are because it doesn't seem to me like 
you know, with, with the, the state of the Senate and McConnell, I mean, the, the shamelessness of how, like, you know, they won't even, they won't even vote on, like, Obama's Supreme Court nominee in, in, until the election's over. Like, you know, they never voted on him. They waited till Trump. It's like, the stuff you think you can't get away with, they just do. So, like, I, I, I'm so, I'd be surprised if Bernie got any of this done, but I guess he could, they want to snip this in the bud. Um, and so, they, you know, they, they're coalescing around the most frightening. I mean, Reagan was old, and he, was, he, had the, like, he probably had dementia earlier on than we think. But, you know, he, he killed... Look, even his goddamn speech, his, like, leaving speech, his, uh, his uh, goodbye speech in the, in, in the Oval Office or whatever, what, you know, the City on the Hill speech, beautiful. I'm sure he had prompters or whatever, but look, the guy was an actor. Again, this is why Jason Priestley. Why not? Because like, you know, actors know how to fucking hit their hit, not just hit their marks, hit their hit those notes. And uh, yeah, his like, he, he didn't remember Iran Contra supposedly, and he didn't believe AIDS was real, um, or he just wanted gay people to die. But you know, he was able to speak. Biden can't even speak. He called he. On Super Tuesday, because look, you know, I'm sure most of you are paying attention, but if you haven't, he did really well on Super Tuesday, and he's the he's got the momentum going forward. I mean, it's not you know, a lock by any means, but it was a big night for him. And on, at the end of the night, uh, he's on the stage and he's having his little celebration, and he introduces, "This is my sister," he says, but it's his wife, which is. I mean, maybe, to be fair, maybe he just fucks his sister a lot, too. Maybe more than his wife. I mean, inse- I mean, is, is that hot? I'll be honest with you, it piques my interest. It makes me want to learn more. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah, like si- parent-kid incest, terrible. Sibling incest is probably also abusive, uh, so I shouldn't say. I mean... You you watch you watch these porn videos and they're like you know they're just kind of around this, about the same age and they're both horny and they both want to fuck basically and one of them makes the first move but I mean sibling incest is probably like you know an older brother diddling the you know why be allowed diddling to be a thing diddling I mean I, there wasn't a the point of this but di- you know raping uh, and diddling there's a, a wide divide there I mean it's it's a euphemism I get it but I mean diddling is just it's like a Ned Flanders thing. It's like a, it's just, it sounds like, a, I mean, probably started in the Midwest. So, uh, it just sounds like that. Oh, you diddle them. Uh, it just seems odd that, like, you know, I mean, I don't think they use the word diddle in court, but it just seems, it's used too much. But uh, the point is, you know, if he's not fucking his sister, then it's, you know, the, guy, the guy's losing it. The guy's, you know, before our eyes. I mean, and this is a guy who was sharp before. I mean, he was always problematic. Uh People, you know, apparently he was pretty uh, instrumental in that Anita Hill hearing where uh, with Clarence, with Clarence Thomas, uh, the Supreme Court, um, where he supposedly put a pube on her Diet Coke, but I think he was also just sexually harassing this woman and secretary. And uh, I think they, they they were pretty they were pretty rough on her and they were pretty uh, unfair to her and uh, dare say sexist and misogynist. And, you know, you could even argue, you know, like, you know, rape apologists. Uh and also, you know, he's instrumental in the crime bill uh, with the Clintons and all that, and you know, which is, you know, put a lot, a lot of young black men in jail for not, no good reason. I mean, sure, look, like anyone else, some of them are guilty of stuff, but uh, a lot of black, black men went to jail for, like, having pot, which is, 
I mean, look, it, it, that's the problem with this system. It's like when you look at it, it's not supposed to make sense. It may, like, the more you learn, the more you realize, like, it makes sense, just not for, like, if you assume that they're on your side. It makes sense when you remember that, like, oh, no, like, the point of this is for them to make money and to, you know, marshal power and to use you as a pawn and to, you know, fuck your kids and uh, it just, you know, perpetuate a, uh, a class and a, uh, a way of life, which doesn't seem worth it, honestly. I mean, I get ambition. I mean, a lot of it's just ambition, too, because at the end of the day, the more freedom you have, the more you realize... Like, when you're just working all the time, it's nice. Like, it, it, it's rough. I mean, I've had times in my life where I was, like, working, you know, multiple jobs. One was, like, I was doing the warehouse. I was working over the graveyard shift at the potato bread warehouse. Like, you know, 12, midnight to 8. Then going straight to a bar mitzvah and photographing that. Then there were Sweet 16. And, look, these are, this is, this is not, I don't know what you think of when you think of photography. But at least the way I did it, it wasn't a casual thing. It wasn't a... Hey, I'm just walking around with a camera. I'm sweating. I'm running around, sweating my ass off, and then ended up. Uh, so whatever. Point is, like, and I, I had there was a period. I worked a lot, and I didn't mind it. It was fun. I mean, not fun. It, it sucked, but like, it's it was way better than the times when I was like, you know, on unemployment and just laying around and like waiting for an open mic to start. And I'm like, what do I do? And like, and you keep planning to have things to do, and you don't do them. And my point is. That some of this might just be, you know, they're keeping busy. They're keeping busy by, you know, putting tons of minorities in jail and poisoning the water and, um, you know, selling off the uh, the future uh, environmental uh, sustainability of the world um, for a short buck to keep busy. Because I mean, look at what happened. Joe Biden left public office, and uh, I'm not saying he was, you know. Jeb Bartlett, I mean, when he when he left uh, the Obama administration, I'll address that in a second. But you know, he wasn't Jeb Bartlett. I'll say it again. But he was, uh, he wasn't this rotted out carcass of a man that he is now. And I, like, I'm not trying to, you know, will I pick him over Trump? Yeah, sure. Uh, will he beat Trump? Most people think not. I mean, I'm not one of these guys who like knows. I think most of these people aren't either. That's the problem. All people talking out of their ass. Uh, who don't necessarily know election math is kind of complicated. And a, lot, and a lot of these people running their mouth on Twitter lately, I don't know how tight on the math they are. And like, but you know, the reason I bring up Trump, I mean, uh, was Jeb Bartlett. He was the president. Martin Sheen played him on the West Wing. Uh, probably the archetype for what they based Obama on when they planned him with the, you know, the CIA planned Obama. I mean, he's a real person. He's a good guy. Uh, killed a lot of people in, uh, was it Yemen? Yemen, yeah, Pakistan, you know, drone strikes. But I mean, you know, he's he was following a guy who killed millions of people. I mean, we talk about Trump and uh he does a lot of bad shit. Bad guy. Like look, dishonest guy, a crook, uh plays on, you know, fear of immigrants. You know, it, 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 I mean, the, the detention centers, the Obama start them. They technically but like, you know, he, he ramped them up at an extraordinary pace. Uh but Obama wasn't a good guy either. I mean, and, you know, he's following George W. Like, George W. Bush killed millions of people with the Iraq War for nothing. I mean, not for nothing. Again, not for nothing. Trillions of dollars and, you know, contr- supposed control of a, of a region for a while. And, you know, the maneuvering, the pipeline. A lot of reasons. But no reason. I mean, they claim it was for, you know, weapons of mass destruction. But, you know, even then, like, who would believe that? I mean, we kind of, like, 
Why would you lie? I mean, you're going to have to, like, find them later. And they didn't even bother when they got into Iraq. Like, you know, they, they took the country, what, like, I think te- the whole thing took three weeks, but they basically took it much quicker. But, like, the whole thing was, like, three weeks long, the actual, you know, um, the actual invasion or whatever you want, like the military, the, re- the, the taking the shit. I mean, of course, pro- holding it proved harder, but whatever, that's, that's, that's life. Um, they didn't even bother faking. They could have just easily faked. Hey, we found some anthrax. Oh, good. See, we were right. They wanted you to know. They're like gangsters. Uh, so, yeah. The, the reality is, uh, so it, like, vote for Biden against Trump. I mean, I don't think. No, look, Trump had, was able to do some bad stuff. And he's a, like a mean spirited guy. Uh, if you like him, I mean, I don't know why. I mean, unless you're like a, like a stock guy. If you like him because he makes you money, then okay. I mean, I'm not going to... I mean, look, you're probably in, in, the, in the same boat as a lot of the Democratic establishment who, you know, they hate Trump on the surface, but they'd rather see Trump than Bernie because uh, Bernie's, you know, Bernie's going to fuck with the money or at least try. Uh, and, like, you know, they'd rather have Biden lose and have Trump because they're making... You know, like the tax cuts and whatever. These rich establishment guys are making money off that. I mean, they're 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 not donating that to charity. I mean, that would be a move. You know, Terry McAuliffe and all these you know uh, establishment hacks who uh, he was the head of the DNC and they have him on, they try him out on CNN along with all these other hacks and he's you know running down the Bernie supporter who's on the panel and it's just like you know. Did you donate your the, the money you got from the tax cut to some women's shelter? Why not do that? No, they'll keep the money. They'll keep the money because that's the game. It's, it, these people are not on your side. So the point is, um, but Biden's pretty rough. It's a pretty rough situation, and uh, I don't know. But he did better than people thought. Um, he got he won South Carolina, and um, pretty definitively on the Saturday before. But I think he was always projected to win, but he did really well. And, like, he had, look, he had some bad months. Um, it's probably why they had, you know, these guys stay in as long as they did. Because, like, I mean, the fact you had Buttigieg and Warren and, uh, and Klobuchar and, I mean, some other guys who didn't even matter. But, I mean, Bloomberg. Well, like Bloom, you wonder if Bloomberg was there uh, just to kind of be a lightning rod to protect Biden. Um, I mean, I don't know if anyone thought Bloomberg was going the distance. Like I said before, he's... Kind of a you know lizardy kind of just uh, not charming at all. Like basically Warren's just hammering on. I mean I'm not usually I'm not I'm not a fan of Warren, but she did you know a good job hammering Bloomberg. And uh, he's just his response to like because he has like tons of like NDAs non disclosure agreements from these women who worked for him, I guess. Uh, who accused him of sexual harassment, and and Warren's just hammering him, going, "Are you gonna release these NDAs? Are you gonna like you know lift these NDAs and like, let these women speak?" And he's just his whole response is like, "Oh, I don't think I wanna, I, I wouldn't break the trust of these women. These women signed these documents, so of course they want to keep it quiet. Which of course is not how an NDA typically works. Typically, you get money in exchange for signing the NDA, uh, or in the condition of signing the NDA, saying." All right, we'll pay you, but you can't talk about it. I don't know that anyone's ever requested an NDA. I mean, I'm sure plenty of victims don't want to go, you know, broadcasting the story of being assaulted or harassed or raped. Uh, that being said, you know, 
I don't think it was ever at the behest of any. So my point is, it's a laughable thing. And that was his entire, like, that wasn't just like a glib comeback and then he had a substantive response. Like, the guy just wasn't even trying. Um, so I, you got to wonder if he was there just to kind of absorb uh, some of the ire and like some of the attention away from, because he could just like, otherwise he'd be pointing at Biden going, look at his ear. Like brain matter is just falling out of his ear. Uh, it's in, in black sludge and he's just incantating. He's just, you know, repeating Latin phrases uh, while, while the mic's not on. Uh, should we do something? Can we help this man? But, you know, Bloomberg was there, so they, they, they focused on that. And that might have been the point. And to a lesser extent, you know, Buttigieg and Klobuchar. I mean, I wonder, because apparently Obama made some calls on, I guess, Sunday? After South Carolina. Uh, to kind of, you know, hey, the, hey Amy, hey, hey, Klobuchar, are you crazy? You crazy uh, monster. I love you. I love you, baby. Can you drop out for my friend Biden? And she did. Because, you know, she's not going to do anything. They're doing this. If they're not being coordinated, they're doing it to get some kind of cabinet position. So when Obama, who still, I mean, it's funny because, like, you know, the progressive, uh, the debates kind of feel like a lot of people are shitting on Obama. But he's still royalty in that context. He's still, he still got the juice. I mean, what was it? Oh, Kerry in 04? Because the Gore didn't want Clinton, you know, Bill Clinton campaigning for him in 2000. Probably a dumb move in hindsight because of the whole Lewinsky thing and the impeachment. And he thought he didn't want to be tarred by it. Probably would have been better if he did. Um, but I believe by 04, you know, once he left office, they were kind of coronated. Uh, like Bill Clinton, because, uh, you know, the economy took a shit and 9-11 happened. And we were just, you know, in the Iraq war. So people look very fondly on the Clintons. And... Uh, or at least Bill. I mean, Hillary was also she was also doing stuff in the Senate. She was she was she was having her her fucking heyday. That's probably you know. Um, so they definitely you know I, I believe you know Kerry tapped them and they and they helped him and it was nice and like and they were seen as like I think Ker uh, Bill Clinton gave a speech like the keynote speech. Obama gave a speech in '04. I forget if it was like, you know, which night it was. But Obama, but Clinton did another one. It was also a moving speech, supposedly. Um, but that was like Obama's coming out, not gay, but, you know, just coming out as a national level guy. Uh, he gave some great speech. People loved it. Um, point is, Obama's that guy now. Like, yeah, you might, you know, in, in four years, it might be different. You know, maybe people might start talking more about drone strikes more. I doubt it. I mean, I don't think Obama rape people. Um, so that's a plus. And if he did, it, I mean, that's a thing. I assume all politicians have done stuff like that, like, you know, here and there. But like with Bill Clinton, it kind of feels like, cause they, but they hide it, right? There's people in their life. They're typically priv privileged people on some level. A lot of them are CIA assets or just have connections to, to, to the agency or the business, which is almost the same thing. You know, like these are people... Who who who, who are fr have friends and their friends have friends and their family has friends and they and they make shit go away. Uh, and I feel like Clinton did too. I mean, you know, he had, he had CIA connections probably because you know they're flying that you know the cocaine they were you know shoving into the inner the crack into the inner city that was coming in through Alabama, uh, Arkansas with Gary Webb and stuff. You know, like look into that if you don't know. But you know, just basically he's involved in that shit. So I'm sure he had people. That's how many people that like that like all these cases still come out like that's what bubbled over the top uh so 
you know, point is, uh, Obama, I'm not saying he's clean, uh, but he didn't rape so many people, at least, um, that it, like, became a thing where, like, you couldn't even, you couldn't even contain him. Um, so they called, you know, Klobuchar and Buttigieg, and they, you know, basically said, hey, you know, take a step, take a, you know, what do they call that when you, when you, when they swap the picture out? I don't know. Take a knee? It's not take a knee, is it? It's something. And, uh, they're endorsing Biden. I mean, the Bernie guys are depressed. I mean, all these Bernie people are depressed about it. I mean, I, it's it's kind of shocking to me that uh, how grim they are about it. Because, like, they're famous. Not even famous. I, I've seen on Twitter all the time. And, like, they look, are, is everyone a, a, a rabid you know, maniac uh, who supports Bernie? Of course not. I mean, you know, I support Bernie. I mean, not as vocally as these people. But, uh you know, and you know, Lucy, you know, canvases for me, whatever. I mean, I, I'm, I got nothing against the act of uh, supporting Bernie, but a lot of these people are just, you know, dicks who, uh, it seems to be like the style that's been adopted by like a large chunk, at least the most vocal and the most retweeted people. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not following, you know, every leftist out there. I'm not, I'm, you know, so I'm not seeing like, you know, your, your cousin Jan who, uh, is it may just makes doilies about Bernie, you know, little tea, tea the coasters that say vote for Bernie, please. I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing all these, you know, straight up Leninists and Stalinists uh, who are, you know, podcasting and tweeting and, and, and just fucking. I mean, they're, they're supposedly because they're comedians, but they've given that. I mean, all they talk about is, you know, wanting to, uh, you know, put people in front of a firing squad for not, you know, supporting the the Leninist agenda. I mean, like, it really, there is a lot of this out there. I'm not, I'm not even being, like, hyperbolic. I mean, uh, and, like, even the people who aren't quite that crazy are just, like, it's the MO to be, like, their style is typically, well, we're sick of the system. We're sick of uh, the endless cycle of neoliberal Democrats and centrist Democrats that get nothing progressive done. Uh, so we're not going to be polite about it. And look, I get the notion that you don't want to be polite um, and you shouldn't have to be polite, but this is politics. But uh, I mean, that's the thing. So these people are all just depressed. And it seems like they, 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 this has been pitched as like a political revolution, as like, you know, uh, I mean, it's like they, they like to brand it that way. This is like the people are rising up and not going to accept it. And like, yeah, Biden did well. Bernie still got a path to victory. Yeah, like, fucking you know biden's got the momentum because like he was doing so shitty for like a long time and bernie was kind of feeling like the front runner uh and now they're i think delegate wise pretty even um and there's plenty of stuff to go on like where did the fight go is this how revolutions start is this, is this how civil rights went like you know did martin luther king just say i have a dream that we'll march on washington and if they don't change anything we'll just give up we'll just go back home it's like, this is how fucking women got the right to vote. They just, like, they asked, like, they, they, they had one, they, they took a straw poll, and, like, and if it didn't, if they lost, they would have just said, fuck it, we'll just, no. You know, people fight over generations. You want universal health care. You know, just fight. I still understand, like, I, I'm not saying that, like, Bernie is not a worse situation, but don't, don't fucking, don't lead with that. Don't do the job of your enemy for them. Like, what is that? What kind of move is that? What kind of what kind of spirit is that? I mean, you, you, these people are just like, I mean, I, and again, it's not me sitting there going like, oh, like you're, you're a bunch of cucks or anything. It's just like, 
I mean, a lot of you are. A lot of, problem, a lot of people like to put on this fucking patina of like socialist revolution, socialist revolution. But you know, they're, they're not really. Um, it wouldn't be admirable anyway. You don't really want a bunch of people threatening to guillotine you. But uh, it's fun. It's just like Antifa for a lot of these guys is fun. I'm sure they mean well. Some of them. Some of them. I'm sure don't. Um, but whatever. But the point is, it's a lot of. It's easy to do that. It's it's hard to do the slow work over time to, uh, you know, like just kind of make small gains and really build a coalition over, you know, not years. Not. I mean, like, and if you look at it now, even if they lose, you know, you've got a system. You're putting roots down of this socialist movement. It's like, yeah, you can become the establishment. Just stay with it. But these people are just like so sad, and it's just. It's like, don't lead with this. Like, yeah, it's grim, but don't talk about it. Like, it's like if you wanted to a girl, and you wanted to fuck a girl, and you're like, hey, like some hot girl at a bar, you're like, you know, and yeah, maybe you don't have a shot, but like, you don't tell her, like, hey, I know I'm a real fat turd, but uh, and uh, I don't, I don't really fuck much. I mean, I, I'm not a virgin, but uh, I, I haven't had sex that many times. Um, I jerk off a lot, but you know, so I, my dick does get hard because I know that because. It, when I masturbate, it's hard, but uh, you're really pretty. And I'm like, no, this is that's not how you do it. You gotta fucking just act like you've been there. Act like you don't, you don't, you don't fucking. I don't understand the lack of uh, fight. I mean, just and, and like you just say, well, we fight. We can lick our wounds for. No, you can't lick your wounds for a day. No, that's bad. The optics are bad. The optics matter. After Trump. People were crying in the streets. Uh, we were meeting Tim were at that that that, uh, that, that live gathered event uh, on on public access, and people just crying in the studio, and it's just like baffling. It's like, and like yeah, that sickens people. And like I'm not, I'm not trying to tell you like because we'll talk about it in a second about how like uh, what politics is like the game of it and like perceptions and stuff, and like it doesn't do you any like. There's a it's a war, and a lot of this is is personality based. Like what you choose to do, a lot of it is just based on like I mean, so, so psychologists have studied this, uh, which I mean they could be wrong. I mean I, I hate when people look. We've studied this. We know what do I know? But like point is, it seems viable. It seems it seems like you know there's a certain truth to it. Then yeah, people are inherently like you know more prone to be compassionate and like you know take care of people, and they're you know and they're like they lean you know left, and the people who are more like you know aggressive and more like, you know, get shit done and make money and, you know, and more ambitious. Um, you know, they lean right. It's just like it's, it's, it's kind of the way we're programmed. Um, and you need both people. You need both sides. You, you need – it can't all just be people, you know, feeling bad for each other and, like, hugging each other and, like, you know, making each other potluck. You need some people driving the economy. You know, if, especially if you're gonna have social, if you if you're gonna have a, a huge social safety net, you need people who are like, you know, don't take shit and just fucking make a ton of money and you tax them if that's your plan. Like this, if if it works, if Bernie's thing works, which I don't know if it, you know, if he got it passed and then we, it costs thirty trillion, but it's offset by taxing all these billionaires. I mean, you could you could argue that they're they're fucking you know, they're rich kids, they didn't earn their money. A lot of them have ambition and they and they make money uh and they, and they look money is fake in a lot of ways and the ways they make money it might be fake but you got that that's your only choice 
for tax, you know, to, to get his health care is to tax them. Like, what happens if they stop being billionaires? They stop being ambitious. You need these people. And you need these people to be kind of on board. Uh, and so it doesn't do any good to be crying in the street. Because that's going to, like, make a person like that. As much as you get sickened by hearing Trump talk and being, like, you know, dog whistly racist, sometimes actually racist, often actually racist, whatever. Like, there's many, many things which you're entitled to be offended by Trump doing and saying. Uh, as much as that sickens you... People are sickened by the type of reactions they see. I mean, because they'll say, like, well, Trump's, you know, and I've seen, I, I see, you could say it's not legitimate. That doesn't matter because they get a vote. They get the vote, you know, and so it doesn't matter if it's legitimate. Uh, and it's, there's certain legitimacy to it. It's definitely, you know, they, 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 they don't really like Trump. They hate it, but they can't get behind, I mean, a lot of it's identity. Like they, they can't identify with people who are just crying over this. I mean, you could argue, oh, you know, we, we, uh, this affects me. Uh, I mean, yeah, look, at it. look, the most vulnerable people, though, are not the ones I see crying. A lot of it's just, you know, privileged uh, white women um, and privileged, you know, and also men. These Brooklyn kids, these rich kids, these fucking... It's not the people who are like really like they're, they're mad and they're, and they're upset. But the, one, the ones you see like telegraph crying are always these kind of like people who are not really on the front lines of getting screwed over by this. And you could say, oh, we're being empathetic. Well, stop because it's, it's hurting the cause because, you know, it's not it, I don't know. What, it's not attracting anyone. It's not helping anything. And it makes people just kind of repulsed by it. Like, you know, and should they be? Doesn't matter. Because that's the thing. That's the real problem with Bernie. And like, look, he still very well could win. And I like the guy. He doesn't have like a Steve Bannon type who, yeah, let's say he's evil. But like a guy who understands strategy and tactics. And like Bannon was a little bit of a crazy man. Uh, a very smart guy, but kind of a like, but like, there's also like, you know, the whole position of like an architect of an election, right? Like the, the Carvels, the James Carvels and the I guess Paul Begala, the, the George Stephanopoulos, the the the, the, the tacticians. Like I never got into politics. I was never that. I was never interested in doing it. I always felt it was like a cheap, uh, just like it, 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 the same reason I don't want to be like you know work at a Fortune 500 company. It just feels weirdly uh, evil. Or you know, I guess it's the biggest, the best thing. It's just an evil thing to do to be part of power. Then again, like there's no alternative. So maybe I'm wrong. But the point is, those are people who thrive, or the people who like are able to analyze this stuff on a really like the math of it is, is very complicated, and 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 the the people who are like really good at this, I used to have a lot of respect for. Them. I still have respect for them, but like I, mean, I still have a lot of awe for them because like they're keeping so many balls in the air, and there's and, and and like when you hear them talk, there's all these permutations. I mean. If, if, Great. If you go listen to like there's a great book, Hunter Thompson wrote, "Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail '72" about the Nixon McGovern election, and there's two different uh, chapters about the conventions, and the one about the Democratic convention is, um, which might be you know pretty pertinent in this you know scenario if we get to a contested convention. But it's Thompson talking to I think uh, Frank Winsner, uh, he's a CIA guy, whoever the fucking I think it was the main you know um, McGovern's like main guy. Um, 
And it's just like this really just like intense, long diatribe about like, well, in the first battle, this happens and we move to, you know, these people. I, I, I can't recount it all because it's, it's all very minute, minutia. And like, and, and it's enthralling. And it's probably on Adderall when they write it. So it's just a little more enthralling. And I was like, this is crazy. And it's like, you know, it's just all these different, like, you know, well, if this happens, this happens. If it happens, that happens. We do this, we do this, like chess games going on. And that's what politics, because like, at the end of the day, because that's the thing, these, these Bernie people, they seem to be under the impression that like politics is about what people need. And that's how you win, which has never really been true. Americans have never really voted in their own interest or acted in their own interest. Many of us, many, many, many of us are fat. Many, many, many of us smoke and we actively, you know, go swimming cancer pools. We, we, we don't take care of ourselves. We don't look at the future. We don't, you know, we don't care about, we care about global warming, but we don't, you know, like we, we're not in, acting in our self-interest ever. Um, most of what we do is driven by, uh, like, our ids or whatever. I mean, like, you know, people laughed at Freud. Um, I don't know if they laugh, but I, I, when I was growing up, there seemed to be this kind of, at least in the media I consumed. I know Goodwill Hunting, there was like a, he shit on Freud a little bit because he did cocaine. And I don't know, maybe, but I feel like there's other references around where, like, I had the perception as a young, like a younger, like a teenager, like, oh, Freud was, like, the early psychologist, but, like, it was all debunked, and, like, now they do more modern stuff. But then you get older, at least I did, and, 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 you, and you learn that, like, all this stuff, like, oh, everyone wants to fuck their mother, and this Oedipal complex shit, and, like, you know, all, you know, all this stuff about, like, a cigar, and a cigar, what that, like, you know, what's this represent? And, like, you think it's all or dreams, you think it's all horse shit, and you realize that, like, um, his nephew, Edward Bernays, who, you know, many of you are probably familiar with, Edward Bernays is the, uh, basically the father of the uh, public relations industry, he was Freud's nephew, and basically he took Freud's uh, all his research and his uh, theories. He went to America, and he started the public relations industry. And it worked really well at mind-controlling people. I mean, he wrote a book called Propaganda, which uh, I don't even know if it was a less you know, bad word or a loaded word at the time. Uh, it's just called Propaganda. I think even then it was a little like edgy. Like, yeah, I'm not even going to call it like, you know, you, you would think they'd call it something like, oh, reaching consensus amongst consumers. No, propaganda. How to fuck people. And it's like, you know, but it works. These things all work. We're driven by these, like, fucking impulses, these ids, these whatever. I'm not an expert on Freud. You know, I know a little bit. I've read some Carl Jung, too, or whatever. Point is, but this is, like, we're, we're, we're not as sophisticated as people like to pretend. And this stuff works. And the Bernie, my gripe with the Bernie people is that they just tend to... Um, it just feels like every, they respond to everything with, like, because people will give them shit about being too mean, which, look, is that, like, a bitch move to, like, you know, complain about? Sure. Like, you know, I'm not going to sit there and, like, you know, because, Jan, you know, Jan, the Warren supporter, got offended because Bernie's, you know, being too loud. No, fuck them. But, like, maybe don't respond to her and, like, don't respond to everything and don't be so vocal Um I, I, this is common sense. Like, you know, we, we, I, we're all growing up. I mean, some of you are younger than me, but I believe it, it seemed to be common sense that, you know, the you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't talk shit. This is business, too. You don't talk shit about your competitor. It doesn't look good. I never agreed with that, per se. I never, like, so I get the instinct to, like, ignore that. Because I was always like, why not? I mean, I, I'd respond to someone shitting on their competitor, but people don't. Um, I guess I'm not one of the people. 
So I, I, I but I, I know that. I know, like, my tastes are weird and esoteric, and, like, I like, I mean, I, I like things that are boring in my new show. I'm, I'm telling you about this, Hunter, and Hunter Thompson's great, but I'm telling you about this fucking chapter, and all I'm like, it's just so fucking boring, man. It's detailed. It's like, it, it's not sexy. It's not fun. And that's why I like, I like Michael Clayton. I like, uh, I like, uh, a weird, I like the show Rubicon. I mean, like, I like, I like weird shit. Uh, but I know most people don't, and I'm a weird outlier. And like, you shouldn't lead with what I want. Um, I don't know who these mass people are per se, who are like who, who are the ones who like you got you know respond like treat with kit gloves and do all the stuff that like policy like tactical wonks in, in campaigns did before and still do. Uh, but they're there. I mean, it, it's self evident. And uh, that's I mean, look, Bernie is authentic, and he comes off that way. And I think most people, look, some people, like I said, like are complaining that he's too loud. And it's like, fuck off. Uh, it reminds me of my abusive dad. Like, you're being a pig. Stop it. Uh, but people, and look, yeah, not everyone's on Twitter, but when they, even more to the point, because a lot of people, like the people who are on Twitter aren't, like most people aren't usually on it. So when they do log on, they see he's like, this very, it's very smug and acerbic. And like, it's just. Here's the thing. I, I know enough to know. I know some of these people, like from comedy or whatever. I know they're like, yeah, they're not dumb, but they're kind of dumb. I know they're not re- like they're acting like they're fucking researching this stuff and like they have data. And I know they don't. They're talking out of their ass and they make this shit up. And like the way they dismiss things and the way they just kind of like shit on me, it's just not. Is, is it the reason? No. But the point is, it's reflective of you need. A certain level of you just gotta sell it better. You gotta sell the whole thing better. It's it's like and you, you may you may not get it this time, but the idea that like oh we're just gonna like you know virtue our way to it. I don't mean virtue signal in this case, but like we're right, so therefore people should agree with us. All we gotta do is explain to them we're giving them health care, and like the people are dumb. Some people would argue they're too dumb to be governed. Do I agree? I try not to, but sometimes it's hard to not agree with that because they'll vote against their interests every time. I remember, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a skill. Politics is a, is a skill, uh, and I don't know. There's a lot of math involved, and like, and these people are just like depressed. They're just losing their minds about, you know, um, the fact that like Biden's got like, some momentum. I mean, you know, he's gonna fucking like blow it probably i mean not blow the election per se but i mean there's a good chance he's gonna say some real dumb shit that's gonna catch fire like lean on that like i mean plan for that like and and don't you you could just you don't have to like tweet every like not everyone not everyone's being army of tweeters tweeting like this guy sucks that guy sucks it's like do it more like under the table what are you doing like stop giving the game away because like it's not people who like them they don't need that. And, like, no one's ever turned... Like, no one's convinced when you, like... Excuse me. No one's convinced by anything, really. People aren't usually convinced. I don't know how much uh, of any of this, like, discourse changes anything. So most of what you're doing is just telegraphing annoyances to people and just pissing them off and making them... And, like, should they be grown-ups about it and like oh should warren supporters like you know go i mean look i I watched some fucking idiot on twitter yesterday going like you know people just assume warren should drop out now 
and uh, but you know, but, and they're saying we should endorse you know Bernie, but like they're doing nothing to lobby us and to convince us he's the right. Like, I don't know how much more information you need. Like, I don't, I don't know what you want. Won't be lobbied. This is the problem. Everyone, this is the indulgent. Everyone's indulgent. They're self-indulgent. Like, yeah, and like in that case, yeah, they're war. Everyone's awful. But not everyone, but the, you know, the other side's awful too. But they have the establishment behind them. They have the CIA who kill people and, 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 and spread lies and, and, and everything you can think of. Uh, they have the media. Uh, they have business backing you know, these candidates. Like, oh, you know, they do it too. Doesn't matter. Because they have like, their media is not going to amplify it, and your Twitter account's not reaching everyone. So, again, uh, I like Joe Biden. I think he's a nice guy. But, you know, so I'm not going to sweat it that much if uh, he gets elected and, and then just starts, you know, like, what would, what's the first thing he would do? He'd probably just start masturbating. Uh, that seems cliche. Um, he might start, like, cutting himself. He might become, like, a cutter and start, like, you know, and start, like, a... Like becoming like a punk, like a punk thirteen-year-old girl, uh, like you know, and just who knows? I mean, he might, he might, uh, he might become a Republican. I mean, the guy's a maniac. I mean, it, it's a real crapshoot. Um, but you know, it's it's fun. Look, there's if we get him, we get him. Better stay. Also, like, stop losing. Bernie's probably not getting much. Like, and like people are making this case, but it's like as a kind of like active case. But the problem is like. I'm not saying now. Like people are trying to pitch that as like, look, vote for him because he's probably not going to get it done anyway. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is like these people are losing their minds about the situation. It's like reality is until you get more people in Congress and the Senate and you like start like really changing the whole texture of the of the voting public more. It's you know so that they'll put pressure on like their their districts or you know congressional representatives and shit. The reality is, you know, like the odds of him getting, you know, this Medicare shit passed and everything, not great. So what did you, you know, what will we lose? You know, you, you lose the the first fight, you know? It's fucking, uh, I don't know. I mean, these people just don't have to motivate each other. I, I would just fucking start quoting her Brooks. Because it's, it's, it's great. I mean, that's what I would say to these fucking Bernie kids if I was actually on the campaign. I'd be I'd come out and be like, because you act like you're gonna win, like it's, it's everyone else's job to like declare you dead. Like, why are you guys doing it to each other? He's got like you know. When, I mentioned the Soviet hockey team before. It was a great. Herb Brooks was the coach. It's a miracle on ice. You know the fucking. Uh, they made a movie Miracle about it. There's a documentary on HBO. Do you believe in miracles? Great, both great. Uh, Herb Brooks, who was in the movie, was played by fucking Kurt Russell, but the scene wasn't in the movie. They they beat the Soviets and the Soviets were like this military team, um, in the Olympics, you know. But they, they, were, they were basically members of the military. That's why they were able to be amateurs. But you know, the guys were like forty or something, or like thirty five. They're all like you know, big jack guys in their prime, like fighting. You know, and, and they're from Russia in the Soviet Union, so like they have like you know, elite hockey players. It's like basketball in America. It's like fucking. So you know, they were a juggernaut, and for years they won. I mean, I'm not, I forget how many you know Olympics in a row they won. But uh, long story short, Herb Brooks organized his team, and they're all college kids. And uh, 
they beat the Russians eventually. And uh, the the thing, but there's there was a part, you know, so they beat, and that's the the big, uh, the big chunk of it is is that. But then there's a part in the documentary to go. Everyone forgets they had to play uh, Finland afterwards, and they lost Finland. They wouldn't they wouldn't get not only that get gold, they wouldn't get anything. And her and like and there's a whole thing in the, in, the, in the Soviet game where like right before the game, Brooks goes into the locker room and uh, tells them, you know, he's also giving a speech about you know it's like I'll paraphrase, but oh this is your time. It's not their time. It's your time. You were in this. You know, this, some of the, oh, all this like really like you know powerful, like you know sports movie shit. But like you know, according to the players, this is what he said. And they got them all amped up. It was nice. It was and they, and they, and they they beat this. You know, they were huge underdogs and they won. When it came to the next game, because they, they 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 did it. They beat the Russians. No one thought they beat the Soviets. They don't think they're gonna do it. They had to play Finland now. And now, so now like, they might not even get gold if they if they lose this game. So he just goes in the locker room right before the game, and this time he just walks in. He goes, "If you lose this game, you'll take it to your fucking grave." Then he stopped. He walked. He walked a couple steps. Stopped. Turned around. Your fucking grave. That's what these people need. They need someone like that. Thank you guys so much. Uh, this has been great. I want to plug a few things. Um, March 12th, 13th, and 14th, three days in a row, I will be, uh, Tim Dillon is headlining Caroline's, the great Tim Dillon. I will be joining him for all five shows. Uh, at the end of the show, we're going to do like a mini uh, podcast, a lot, mini live podcast after each show. So uh, definitely, uh, I mean, Tim, you know, Tim's stand-up is amazing. And uh, this will be a lot, and the podcast is going to be great. You know, you guys know what's going on. Uh, but definitely, definitely go to that if you're in New York or any or near New York. Uh, you know, Tim's in LA now, so it's not uh, you're not going to be seeing him. You know, locally, you know, you might you might be used to seeing him at the stand all the time or wherever. But uh, you know, this is you know he's in LA most of the time. His headline, he's got a fucking weekends. He's got a tour going on, and he's booked the whole year. I mean, most most weekends. So like, he's not he's not going to be popping in at the local clubs in New York. As much as you, you know, so this is this is a shot to see, you know, this, this is it for the probably this year. Um, so definitely, you know, get tickets. It's selling out quick. Um, March 12th, 13th, 14th, go to carolines.com or you go to timdillancomedy.com. Um, we're also doing a, um, I'm, we're all, I'm going to LA with, uh, for a live podcast as part of the Netflix is a joke. Uh, festival. They have a, Netflix has started a comedy festival, and let me see what this is. How do I get to a tag things? How do I get to a tagged thing? Let's go to Tim's page. It's a uh, May something. Let's see. I think it's on my Twitter. But basically, go you you want to go to that too? It's a uh, it's going to be part of the Netflix is a joke. We're doing a live podcast. What the fuck? And. Uh, Let's see. I'm tagged in this. He just gave me the date. So if you're in LA, it's going to be at the Roosevelt Hotel in Los Angeles on Saturday, May 2nd, 10 p.m. Pre-sale tickets available on March 3rd, so that should be now uh, at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Um, follow Netflix. Go to Netflix. Is, Netflix is a joke.com for those. So check those out. Uh, also, 
the Patreon uh, for Comp is active. Uh, the first episode uh, went out Monday. Um, so get in on this. This is going to be this is great. We have two tiers. The $5 tier gets you the weekly extra episode. Uh, there's also a $20 tier. Uh, I forget if I named it or not. Maybe we'll call it the Comp Dump. Uh, but basically, that's going to be... You get that plus... We do another uh, episode once a month, I believe. Plus, I'm gonna be, you know, this is all you can see if you're watching the video on YouTube or whatever. You can see I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, things are evolving. I mean, you know, there's been a big difference between this week and last week on the video. I think so. Well, it is. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be too humble. I mean, it looks a lot better. I mean, last week was fine. But this is better. Uh, looks better. So uh, my point is, I'm ramping shit up. We're making content. I'm putting videos on there. Uh, all sorts. I mean, we're, I gotta stay again. Just much like Joe Biden, I gotta stay busy, or else I lose my brain. Um, so definitely uh, go to that Patreon. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ray Comp. Listen to our Love Is Disgusting, uh, the podcast I do with Lucy Steiner, which is a hilarious podcast uh, recording in the same studio, and uh, that comes out every Sunday. Um, so Comp Saturday, our Love Is Disgusting Sunday. And uh, Monday is the Patreon comp. So you can have a whole, you can have us in your, me and Lucy in your life and different variations. Um, I mean, we can even do, I, 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 could, I could basically, you know, objects, whatever these people on OnlyFans do. I'm not, I'm not going to do sex stuff per se, but yeah, I, I can give you, I'm not going to give you my panties, but maybe I'll sell people my, uh, my socks or something if you, if you need to be connected to the comp universe. So definitely check all that out. Um, and uh, yeah, just you know, subscribe to this on YouTube, on the, all sorts. If you, yeah, even, even, even if you usually listen to the podcast, subscribe on YouTube. Yeah, please. And, and, and go on iTunes and subscribe there. And like, do, you know, do all this stuff. I mean, this stuff matters. It costs you nothing. It costs you nothing, and it gives me everything. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be in a guillotine in a year if I can't get this going. Um, those Bernie bros will, will attack and will just eviscerate me um so i need your help so just yeah little things you don't have to you know patreon i appreciate it but if not just just rate and review or subscribe or just keep listening yeah i'm not i'm not really i'm not that greedy if you just keep listening that's a, that's it's still great so uh thanks so much i will see you if you're uh on the patreon i'll see you uh, in a couple days if not i'll see you next week